Welcome to How Now, the podcast where we talk about how to live in the now. And here's your host, Kim Martin Raymond. Peace and blessings, love and light, and welcome to this edition of the How Now podcast, where we talk about how to live in the now. My name is Kim Martin Raymond. I am your host. I am a minister, spiritual life coach, author, and founder of Redefining You LLC, where I help my clients to realign themselves, mind, body, and spirit. If this is your first time listening into the How Now podcast, welcome to our show. We are in season two of the How Now podcast, and we'd love for you to tune in and to see what's going on with the How Now podcast. So go to my website, www.hownowpodcast.com. You can pick your favorite podcast platform, and that way you can uh, check in, you can set up the notifications so you'll know when our next show is about to air, or you can sign up to be a part of my How Now YouTube channel where you can find out more about our shows. You can watch our shows in their pre-recorded state, and you can also follow me on my wellness journey. Again, that's www.hownowpodcast.com. So let's hop into today's show. We're going to be talking about wellness. You know, we're coming up on the summer months. We're getting ready to, you know, get fit for the summertime. There are a lot of people who are, are excited about, you know, making sure that they look their best. And uh, there have been so many changes in diets. There have been so many types of diets. There have been so many types of programs that we're seeing. And we want to kind of whittle our way through those and see, you know, what's going to be best for us according to our personal wellness journey. And so as is customary with the How Now podcast, I'm going to ask my guest to introduce herself at this time and we'll dive right in. Hello, my name is Jantara and I'm ketogenic wellness and nutritionist coach. I work with the females uh, on their weight loss and with the females who are suffering with the hypothyroidism. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Okay, how now is going international? Uh, our guest is joining us from London. So we are very excited about you being here. Hey, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule and uh, you know, with our di different differencing in time zones. <laughs> Thank you for joining us and for being here with us today. We're glad to have you here. Okay. My so, pleasure. Yes. Yes. So let's dive in. So let's talk about that. You said that you are a ketogenic wellness coach. So before we dive into that, now, was that something that you were doing prior to the pandemic? Yes, there was a prior to the pandemic and I was doing nutrition as well. And um, when kind of pandemic hit, Obviously, you know, the world changed upside down. Everyone got stuck at home, you know, got in their comfort zone and, you know, one too many candies or, you know, ice cream. And, you know, as I say, the moment on the lips, the lifetime on the hips, right? <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so a lot of people started to need, you know, our help. So I was at the beginning, I was focusing at the general weight loss for for women because we women are you know delicate creatures yes. we have like you know hormones and for us it's more difficult to lose weight absolutely and for men 
And that's where my focus was to help females. And as the time went on, kind of, um, I started looking, I, I've been approached quite a few females who suffer with the hypothyroidism. Yeah. And I'm one of those women and I know how hard it is to lose a weight when you have hypothyroidism because this is a side effect, right? So my just focus got, I got narrowed down myself basically. And I just start working with women who has hypothyroidism. But I don't mean that it's only for that. I still have a client who suffers with weight loss, with over uh, extra weight. So they want to just lose weight. So I'm kind of a little bit working with the both. Right. And I see, and that's awesome because just like you said, when the pandemic hit and, and people really started sitting down and, and, you know, becoming couch potatoes, so to speak, <laughs> where you're doing a lot of eating and snacking and things like that, it really did become a problem. It became a problem for me personally as well. I was, uh, you know, out there, uh, you know, running on the treadmill. I was out there, uh, you know, eating properly and, and I was going out to um, a health club and, and was uh, participating in classes twice a week. And then when everything shut down, my body shut down, everything shut down. I started having a few health issues that came up because just like you said, as women, we begin to age and then, you know, perimenopause and menopause and all these other delightful things that we as women go through <laughs> start popping up. And, and it really, you know, it, they put a damper on things. And so I'm sure that, like you said, you, you saw a turn in, in your clientele and, and in the needs for them. And, and I guess that's where, you know, we get to the point where we have to pivot and say, okay, I want to be able to meet the needs. So you said that you um, suffered with hypothyroidism. When did you find out about that? Did you find out about that during the pandemic or was that prior to the pandemic? So that was, was very kind of beginning of the pandemic. Mm. And, um, it's it took a turn for sure it's it's not such an easy thing it changes you know your lifestyle it changes your life your life just goes upside down from that second once you find out you know you had it and it affects your mental health as well because it's a lot to process it's not just like sort of you know you have a cold you know this is the thing you have for the rest of your life and you are dependent on medication and going from completely healthy person that was nothing wrong with me, never been attended, like, you know, never been in a hospital, hospitalized or anything. The worst case scenario I had was a flu. All of a sudden, I've just been told that I need to go on medication and my life depends on kind of medication. Right. So it's, it's a lot to take in. Yeah. You know, it's a it's affect affected my basically my mental health. Yes. My you know confidence affected. You know, yeah. uh, obviously I questioned myself as a nutritionist basically as well because as a side effect you get gain you gain weight. It's one of the side effects, right? Wow. There is many more, but as being nutritionist. And trying to, you know, to work on it, to lose weight and it still is not working. Right. You, 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 you feel like a little bit, you, you start questioning yourself. You feel right. lost because like, this is my expertise. Right. And now all of a sudden, 
now it's not, no matter what kind of I'm trying things to do and it's not working. So it did took a time for me to figure out what works for me. I tried quite a few things, right. you know, right. quite a few things that to adjust, you know, my body that it actually, this is what I need. I needed to make some tweaks. Right. And luckily, yes, I did manage. And this is where kind of my compassion started, basically to my, my heart go out to women who suffer you know, with hypothyroidism, because I felt so not kind of sorry, but it's compassion, right? Considering yeah. myself being nutritionist, right? I'm struggling to lose weight. Right. And this is my expertise in here. Right. And for women who they are not nutritionists, you know, they right. don't know they just like sometimes even not even super healthy eaters, right? And now they're gaining extra pounds and those extra pounds coming in sometimes you feel just by looking at the food you know that's right <laughs> just walking by and smelling the food yeah you <laughs> like just, just two or three pounds yes i just smell a piece of cake and i gained three right. pounds you know right this is how it feels sometimes you know because we all different you know and um i was um i reached out to like some so many women reached out to me because mm -hmm. like from social media and all that stuff and I really, really got like, I was getting angry because they haven't been told, you know, from their doctors, like full information and there's lack of information in that department for sure. And they just completely felt lost. They, they felt like hopeless. And they just like, literally, they ready to throw the towel because they like try this, try that, and there's nothing works. And it literally, that's where they, you know, they feel like no matter what I do, nothing works. So it's just, just let it go. Basically, I'm just, I will, you know, that's it for me. Right. And, and it's not, it's not, it does work. You just didn't found what it works for you. And sometimes you do need a help, right. you know? To, to find, you know, for someone, you know, for guidance, you know, for That's the it. support, for the, you know, the accountability as well. Because yeah. some women, like, they tried it for a week and it goes, oh, this doesn't work for me. It's a journey. It's exactly. not a race. It give, a, give it a time to your body. This is, we're right. talking about losing weight, not gaining weight, you know? Right, right. It, well, I mean, you, you hit on some very, very fundamental points. You know, one thing is that it's not just a, a fitness, a physical journey. It is a mental journey. Exactly. Absolutely. Because sometimes, you know, when, when we have things to happen or when we're used to our body being a certain way, and we see this all the time, we see this with young people who were always fit. They could eat whatever they wanted to eat and they never gained a pound. And then all of a sudden they get into their twenties or their thirties and all of a sudden their body says, oh, no, 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 we can't eat like this anymore. We don't metabolize like that. And exactly. so, yeah, you have people. So, so it's a mental thing. And just like you said, being a nutritionist and knowing the ins and outs of nutrition and, and how the body functions, then to all of a sudden be diagnosed with something. And then everything that always worked for you now, all of a sudden it's like, mm, not so much. And, and just like you said, is people take it as a, as a magic bullet. You know, it, as soon as I start this work weight loss program, I'm supposed to lose that weight within a week. 
You know, yeah. it took you 20 years, 25 plus years to get as big as you did. And you think it's only going to take you a minute <laughs> to yeah. lose it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And so, and it, it does. It does happen all the time. And the thing is with women is they always when I speak with my clients and I'm asking them, you know, how, you know, your body was before. And, and they still have that mentality when they were in the 20s. And it doesn't matter. They are maybe now in the late 30s, in the 40s, in the 50s. They still the mindset right. that when they were in their 20s and maybe for the last like if they're in the 50s for the last 30 years, let's just say they've been like overweight or like you know for 20 years they've been but they still remember that particular year when they were in their 20s and they were weighing they were maybe the lightest ever they've been and they remember that and they that's their body kind of image in their head they've got it and they want to achieve that right well that's really not possible because our body shape is changing with every single decade that's it. And, and, and it exactly. And it doesn't matter whether you had the babies or not, you know, our body is changing. And this is a fact. And you have to admit that. But you're kind of still living in denial. And I'm not saying that you cannot have amazing body in your 40s. There is, you know, I work with women who had, they've been in the best shape in the 40s than they were been before, okay. you know. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean that, you know, once you hit 30 from that on, you know, you're just going down the hill, basically, you know, it's up to you. What do you want? And whether you want to achieve that, do you want to have, you know, hit your forties with the, you know, like a new 20, basically, you know? Right. Right. And we're hearing, we're hearing so many things. And then, you know, like I said, it's definitely a mindset. And it's definitely a mental thing because look at all the images that we're seeing. We're seeing people changing their bodies. We're seeing people airbrushed, you know, so we're looking at magazine covers and we're thinking that that's how people really look and that they have no wrinkles in their skin at all. And we know, we know that the, the, the magic of technology makes it possible for us all to look uh, amazing. You know, we have all these filters and things and, and people really look at what they see out there in social media, on stage, they don't realize how much lighting, you know, we have ring lights and makeup and all kinds of things that, that, that give us a, a, a look, look back in the morning. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You look at me in the morning when I wake up, you're going to see a totally different Kim. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's amazing how, you know, the things that we have to do, especially as women, the things that we have to do to, to try to cover up or, or try to, you know, to downplay you know, the image that's been set before us is such a challenge. And then, like you said, when you have a, a pre-existing condition that you have no control over, then like you said, it's so important for you to have to try different things and to tweak it because it's not going to be a one size fits all. And I think that's where it's important, uh, you know, as a nutritionist for you to ask those questions and for people to be honest about what it is that they're experiencing or what it is that they're living. But if their mindset has that they're still that, that cheerleader back in high school, they're not going to be in that mindset to be able to take on the, the uh, you know, recommendations that you're going to give them, you know, that are going to help them to make the changes. And they have to be ready to say, okay, I know that this is going to be a process. Like you said, it's a journey. It is not a sprint. 
It took you years to get where you were and it's going to take you possibly years to get back. You know, everyone is trying to look for that fast, uh, that fast track. And it's really not, it's a lifestyle change. It's not a, it's a life. The word life is in that lifestyle. So it it's going to take time. It is. It is. It is absolutely. You're right. It's a lifestyle. And there is no such a thing as um, quick, easy, flexible diet. And if you come in with this kind of attitude, this is your expectations. I want an easy to follow up diet. And I'm like, this is not going to happen because that easy diet, this is where you got you today. This is who you are today. That easy to follow up diet, you know. And sometimes, you know, I tell people the truth. I don't do sugar coating because, right. you know, it, sugar coating takes no worries, basically, That's you right. know. And sometimes, you know, truth is hard, you know, it's harsh and you need to, you know, take you on board. You, you no longer, you know, your body doesn't accept the things what they used to accept, you know, the foods and, you know, the lifestyle, you know, maybe right. you need to drink too much, maybe, you know, so food on the junk food maybe you haven't had too many takeaways you know this kind of every little counts and people just like think that oh it's just gonna like a little bit tweak there and there and it's gonna be fine maybe for some men it does work right maybe but <laughs> it's minority right right it's very it's tiny minorities most you know for women is extremely hard and it's not such a thing you know that I just want to, you know, wake up skinny and here we go. I am. That's it. It never happens that way. And, yeah. and just like you said, it's, it's definitely a mindset. It's definitely a decision that you have to make. It definitely starts there. And I mean, even for, for people who, like you were saying earlier, who were always big and then, and then they begin to lose weight. You know, like in my instance, I've lost 55 pounds and and so thank you and so what happens is you know i had been large for a better part of the last 35 years and then when you start to lose weight and you go into a store you automatically do what you go right back to what you know you go right back to that area i go right back to the plus size because that's where my mind has been for the last 35 years i don't know how to turn the other way because i've always gone this way so that's all you know that's it that's it and that's why it's so important to have you know someone there like you said earlier as well about accountability to have somebody there who can say okay what are you willing to do different but the decision has to start with that person first and them saying okay this is what i want to do and not looking for the shortcut, but saying, okay, I've got to set my mind to the fact that if I want to feel better, if I want to be better, if I want to look better, it's going to be a process and I can't do it on my own. I need help and to be yeah. willing to take that help. Yes, for sure. I, even like I come across with, with women, even today I had one conversation, um, she's it kind of starts like oh we will see so i will start working with you and we will say you know if this is for me and i'm like it's not such a thing as if for you you know you already starting your journey like with kind of negativity you know so and it's like this is the wrong way approach you know you decided to work only for a month for 28 days 
days flying by. We all know that it's, you know, 28 days is nothing. And I was like, you have to give yourself all in. It's not such a thing. If this is going to work, maybe it's going to work or what if, I was like, no, you go in full, like mentally prepared. Right. And you know, you doing it, you straight away doing it. It's not like, so what even, and, um, so we, we're going to start in a couple of weeks time. And I said to her, like, in those two weeks time, I want you to start yourself mentally prepared that this is that this day comes and you start your weight loss journey and you're preparing yourself mentally for those two weeks ahead. You could do on your phone a countdown, you know, to, to, right. you know, so you know what is waiting for you. Same as like you go into a doctor's basically. And sometimes, you know, you for whatever test and that actually you're not looking forward to it. Right. So you kind of like anxious at the same right. time. You don't want, something's like that, you know, obviously I'm just not going to go. I'm not a doctor, you know, I'm you're not going to do any tests. We're going to start, you know, a journey, but at least mentally you prepare yourself, you know, right. that this is going to happen. Right. And you're, and you're ready. It's not like one of those, you know, where you sit down, you have enormous dinner, you ate way too much and you're feeling right. uncomfortable in your own skin. And then you decided like, yes, I'm going to go on a diet from tomorrow. And then you wake up tomorrow and your body's all digest the, all that food from yesterday. You feel right. okay. And the diet lasts till 12 o'clock. Right. That's right. That's, That's it. Because they're mentally, their mindset is not there. They're not prepared. Yes. So and, just like I could do, there was always tomorrow. As I said, there's always right. tomorrow for them, or there is always Monday, or there is always first of the month, you know? Right. right. So, and it it's is. starts with mindset, isn't yeah. it? Just like you said, it's a, it's a uh, you know, we tend to self-sabotage. We tend to do that all the time because you will have some people if they they know that, you know, like you said, we're going to start this wellness journey on Monday. You know, well, it's going to be Fat Sunday. We're going to eat like, uh, you know, it's Thanksgiving <laughs> times 10. <laughs> we got to clean out the refrigerator. So we got to eat everything that's in there. So, you know, if I'm going to start this tomorrow, I might as well just go ahead and binge eat for the rest of the day, you know, yeah. until it's time to do that. And then just like you said, tomorrow comes in, you, have, you, you feel horrible that first day. And just like you said, the next day you're feeling better and you're like, Okay, well, never mind. I'm good. You know, exactly. But even the same thing, like when you say, like you know, if you decided to go binge eating for the rest of the day, and I, I said to you know to my clients, I said if you had like a slice of cake, you know, you tripped it a little bit, you know, you 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 went, you know, fell off of the wagons. We say I said, it's okay, right? But don't do that. That one slice of cake don't turn into the whole day binge eating. You know. If you, if you feel already bad about having a slice of cake at someone's birthday, okay, fine, you know, have it, but you know, you, you slip a little bit, but at the same time, it's not that bad to recover. But when you start going the whole day wow. having, and normally they're not going to go like for that binge, they're going to be everything, the worst food you could ever lay your hands on, you know? <laughs> And I'm like, what has just happened? What has just happened? Like you're going to treat yourself with a slice of cake and you went through all the deep fried food, basically, exactly. through exactly. all the sugars that was on the, on the table. What has just happened? You know, right. so right. it's it, again, is the self-control is again, is that, you know, mental side of the health as well. Because right. it's, it's like it. And if it, that's the problem, I think, with the weight loss comes with the women. People don't understand how much 
mental health basically is to do with that. Because yeah. everyone thinks I need I easy to follow recipes. Fine, no problem. There I could give you recipes. You will get it. There is online. There is a book. Amazon. Here we go. Amazon. There is so many books, right? Recipes. You could go for it, right? And everyone buys it, but no one's like how you know how that how worked for you. Where did you end up? How how did you follow? How for how long did you follow? did you follow to begin with? Did you start following? And this is the thing. I do coaching. I do the live video talks for my clients once a week. Because they're going through that emotional eating. They're going through the stress eating. They go into that binge eating, boredom eating. They, 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 all of that. And when you're starting talking about it, they don't, they start realize that is a bigger chunk of the whole program is basically is more that mental clarity, that stability than, than actually that recipe, that, you know, that meal plan. That is just a teeny tiny fraction, you know, that's nothing to compare what is waiting for them ahead. And it's true. And just a lot of people don't realize it. And I say that there is sugar addictions. I say, can you tell, you know, it's like the same as being alcoholic or drug drug addict, you know. Yes. I said, like, if if I'm going to cut you slice of, you know, teeny tiny slice of cake and the rest of the cake, I'm going to put in the fridge. Can you tell me, do you have that self-control that every single time you're going to go in the fridge, open the fridge, and there's that cake looking at you? <laughs> Can you control yourself not eating it? Considering once you're going to have your cake, you're going to obviously affect your blood, you know, insulin is going to spike on, then it's going to crush it down, then you, you start craving again for sugar. And the cake's there in the fridge. Do you have a self-control? Right. Then you say no to the rest of the cake. That's you right. Know? Right. And there you go. So there is so much, is so much involved in there. And, you know, and it, people as well, they put pressure on themselves a lot. People put pressure on people a lot with, uh, even with the, you know, we use food for everything. You know, when we have when 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 we have a funeral, you know, then you have the the uh, you know the repast, and everybody is is eating, and and they're going to someone's house to eat. You know, it's a wedding. We're going to have a reception. We're going to eat. You know, it's a birthday party. We're going to go and eat. It's a graduation. We're going to go and eat. It's the holidays. You know, it's it's hot outside. We're going to go and barbecue. Everything exactly. we do revolves around food. And so we, we forget about the fact that it's the camaraderie, that it's the family coming together. It's coming together to celebrate a special occasion. And we, we've attached food to all of it. Yes. And I'm not saying, don't get me wrong, I'm a foodie, you know, but it's a choices, isn't it? Yes. You can make a healthy choices and you can make bad choices, right. right? And even if you make a bad choices, you know, you need to still be kind of be aware, you know, of those right. bad choices. And again, it's like, as I say, our eyes are bigger than a stomach. Yes. We want food all the time, but our stomach cannot. So just be mindful and understand that don't put so much pressure right. on your stomach. Cause then, you know, if you've been following diet through like weeks, you know, your stomach is used to the, those portion sizes right. you know and your stomach knows when it's been fed it's enough is enough but your eyes still wants it because it tastes delicious obviously 
So right. once it's, it's another pleasure, it's a guilty pleasure, isn't it? It's a kind guilty of? pleasure. And then we eat so fast. Some people who only have a half an hour, like, you know, some hourly workers here in the States, they have to, you know, they only have a half an hour to eat. So they're like, ay, 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 ay. and so by the time you eat so fast, <laughs> you don't even realize that you've eaten the food. And so your stomach has not even had a chance to realize that it's full. So and, true. Yeah. And so then you start snacking because you don't feel like you've eaten enough because your body hasn't gotten the signal. Exactly, because what and that's a, such a good point, actually. Because this is what I said for my clients as well. When you eat, be like you eat. You need to eat slowly. I'm not saying like you need to. You need to chew like 50 times in every <laughs> single mouthful. You know, right. but you need to be aware. Make sure you you know you taste the food. You know what is the flavor is, right. and at the same time, if you the longer it takes you to eat, the slower you eat. Because your basically stomach to send a message to your brain, it takes 20 minutes. Right. It takes 20 minutes to realize that it's been fed. And I always say, like, you know, people just just work on your portions, like eat that much and see, are you still hungry? If you're still hungry, you could add more, you know, right. but, but let your basically stomach to send a message to your brain that it's been fed. Right. And you don't have to eat until you cannot walk and you need to have a way down basically you know? that's i always say the best is time is you need to eat until you 80 percent full there you go there you go and that's important because like you said uh what happens is we eat we, we talk about oh this food was great and we want to try everything and then you know for us to talk about how great food is we're always talking about, oh, I got the itis. It made me so tired. Or, oh, I'm, you know, I'm so stuffed. My husband used to always say, you know, my stomach broke. You know, he's like, I think I broke a bone in my stomach. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I broke a bone in my stomach. I think I ate too much, you know. And so it, it, if, if eating to the point of excess makes me feel ill afterwards, how's that good? You know, it, it, but we don't stop. But we do the next day. We go back and we do the same thing all over again. Stuff ourselves beyond, you know, the point of being full, and then we're miserable the rest of the day. We have to go and lay down somewhere because our stomach hurts. And so, why? Why is that? Why do we keep doing it? Exactly. And at the same time, like when we literally physically we cannot eat anymore, like we we stuck up to here. We're still eating. Yes. We and I think everyone is guilty of that. Like, you know, even the parties, like, you know, you even, you fall from your main dish, basically from all the barbecue, let's just say, right? Right. But no, there is a dessert coming and I have to taste dessert because right. there is a cake, but there is no room for that cake, but I have to taste it. Right. And this is like, it's completely like, I thought right. you're going to be in the, end up in the food coma. That's okay. it. That's it. Because we feel like, we feel like we have to try everything. Like, oh my gosh, I have to eat that cake. Like there's never, ever going to be cake served ever again so we have to eat that cake or i have to eat that whole bag of potato chips because they're never they're going to stop making doritos so i'm going to need to eat those all the i need to eat all the doritos that bag of chips we see that bag of chips and we think that it's just one serving and we don't realize that when we turn the bag over we've eaten four servings out of that one bag you know or we get things that are supersized we we look at what we see in uh, the, uh, you know, at the fast food restaurants and we ask for a large soda. And then, like I said, it's like it has, should have a handle on it because it's like a bucket of soda. It's so much soda. We get so many things that are supersized that are outside of the normal size that it's supposed to be. And we're thinking, 
well, it came in this cute little package. So it must be this one serving size. This can't be more than one. So we, we are, we, you know, by packaging everything, I think a lot of it is, is about knowledge. If we don't take it's the time important. to read, you know? It is, but at the same time as that's uh, as where I'm going to go back to self-control. Yeah. Just because you open a bag of chips, it doesn't mean that you have to finish. Yeah. Can you stop after a few handfuls? Right. Of, of right. the chips. And this is where at home I do, like when I do the barbecues or where I, like even for myself, you know, if I serve something that from the comes in the bag, right. I will always put in a dish. Nice. So it's kind right. of, you see, you, you get, you eat what you see and that's it. Right. And I think that's also good even when you go into the restaurant. What I tend to do is I'll ask them to bring, if it's, if it's a, if it's a small enough portion, I'll, I'll go ahead and eat it. But if it's a larger than normal portion, what I'll do is tell them to bring me a to-go box already so I can go ahead and put half, take half of it off the plate already so that way it's out of sight. Because if you see it, you're going to keep on eating. Like you said, there are some people who have even been conditioned from childhood. You know, clean your plate or you're not going to get to do something that you want to do. And that's exactly. an issue. And this is ex exactly, that's the mentality, like, we've been brought up that if we know we must finish right we must finish whatever is in, whether it's in the bag whether it's on the plate we must finish and which i agree with that because waste food is bad right i tell you children are starving in africa that's what they used to tell us when we were little children are starving in africa you're throwing away food you're being wasteful yeah but then if you got that mentality that you need to eat everything what is on your plate whether you know then make sure that your side your portions mm -hmm. are smaller right or you know you don't have to finish the food you could put in the container and leave for tomorrow for lunch for a snack later on for right. a dinner tomorrow whatever it is right right you don't have to you know if you cannot eat anymore don't eat right right and you see and and, and i think that that goes back to the point of even when we're talking about uh, pre-existing conditions, everything starts with mindset. Everything starts with accountability. Everything starts with making that decision that I'm going to do something to change the course of, of how I'm feeling. Because for me, I started my wellness journey because I felt like I just did not feel a sense of wellness. I did not feel well. I felt lethargic. I felt sick all the time. And I was like, I'm tired of feeling sick and tired. I don't want to be in this space. And so that's what did it for me. That was a turnaround for me because I just did not feel a sense of wellness. And I have a grandbaby and I want to be able to run around with her. And I can't do that if I'm feeling sick and tired all the time. And so it definitely has to be something set in your mind to do that. But even with the, with the pre-existing conditions, just like you said, you know a lot about nutrition and now here it is, you were diagnosed with the hypothyroidism and, and now you're like, okay, the things that I was doing weren't working, but I know that there are other things that I can try. Yes. So it's that willingness to be able to say, okay, I know that this, this doesn't work for me, but that doesn't mean that nothing is going to work for me. Exactly. Absolutely. And just because, because doctor prescribes you medication mm -hmm. and they put you on a medication, a pill is not answer to everything. Right. 
it will you know it will help you you know it will will stabilize your hormones and again it's still a journey you still need to find you know the right balance the dosage and all that of the, right. Of the medication right it's not just like i put you on and off you go and it's all amazing like nothing happened to you it's still a journey but at the same time embracing a holistic lifestyle as the side of it and bringing that in it helps a lot right it helps. It's like everything helps. It's healthy eating starts, you know, affects you, gives you more energy. Right. Where there is like some essential oils, like, you know, helps you release your stress and, you know, sleep better. Your, right. your sleeping pattern's going to improve. As I always say, every little helps. Yes. You yes. know, we need to be like open minded, meditation. If you like, because what it is, once you have a hypothyroid, when you are stressed out, yes. that doesn't help. Yes. And because obviously you stress out, you don't want to be stressed out, but the condition is stressing you out because you get the side effects and it's very stressful because you cannot control it because this is side effect. And you, right. you think, you know, I could do everything. I, I want to control. I don't want to have that, but you don't know what to do. So the stress comes in right. and stress plays a big part of that on that, you know, meditation, yeah. just sit in there meditation. So just, you know, to get yourself, you know, in the calm, right. every little helps. Right. Just like you said, even with, you know, when we go and we pick up our medication, they give you a whole booklet of side effects and things. And sometimes we don't even look at that. We just take the pill and we just say, oh, it's not working. I feel nauseous. And they say, then you go and you pay to go to the doctor. And the doctor tells you just what the paper said. It said that you were going to have nausea, you're going to have vomiting, or you might have this or that. And we don't stop to, to read sometimes and see, to see that, okay, this is a side, a side effect. This is normal. Or sometimes because we don't want to appear to be a burden or a pain to someone. We just say, oh, well, you know, it's all right. I'm just going to, you know, go along with this. Sometimes it may just be a simple tweak of they may need to reduce the medication or increase it just a little bit. And that may be what helps you. But because we don't take the time to do those things and to listen to our bodies, which is so important, listen yeah. to our bodies and be able to say, okay, I don't feel well, or I don't know whether this is working for me. We just go, oh, well, I'm okay. Well, I think it's working. If it's not working and your body is feeling like it's not working, then say something because that little subtle change may be what works for you. And so it's important. That's why they ask all of these questions. And then sometimes we feel like it's a test. And, and if we don't answer the question the way we think that they want us to answer it, that, you know, it's a, you know, they're going to be upset with us. No, that the only way they're going to know is if we're honest with ourselves and with them about the treatment that we're receiving and, and we have to be our own best advocate. And I think sometimes we don't do that. We just, we just go, oh, okay, you know, they're the doctor, they know what's best not always the case no no not always sure. the case not always is. no no always is and so i mean that's the thing i think that's important it's important for us to to be able to to know that that you know the changes that we're making is not one solution for everybody it's not a one size fits all you know we don't go into a into a store and every size is a size small we have small extra large medium you know one x two x three we have all kinds of sizes because we are all not designed the same 
And I think that is so important for us to remember that, you know, what are we doing to, to put, put ourselves in the place of feeling the best that we can feel, you know? And I mean, that, that's something I think that mindset piece is, is going to be the piece that, you know, if there's any takeaway that that's going to be what it is. What is, what is your mindset? What are you willing to learn? And, and we don't know a lot and, and we have to be willing to say, okay, what we don't know, Google it. What we don't know, go and find a book, at least, at least start, you know, cause you don't even know what questions to ask if you don't know anything about what it is that you have. So if you have a pre-existing condition and you don't know enough about it or haven't researched it, how do you know what question to ask the doctor? It, it, that's I think there's the problem is is because doctors don't give you any information once you you know been diagnosed and this is I think where it's wrong like you know when sometimes you go well I don't know if you go for a contraceptive you know or for any pill sometimes they give you leaflet yes right and this kind of explains everything and it would be amazing if they do something like that for like hypothyroidism, you know. Right. So then you kind of like people would know what to expect, what it, right. what it is, what is the side effects, you know, what, what kind of, you know, how can they live with this in the long run, right? Because right. this is for the rest of their life. That's right. It's not a temporary thing, right? right. And when the doctor comes, you know, or calls you and gives you, medication prescription you know and that's it literally next blood test in three months time to see how you're going off right. you go next and for for a human to adjust that you know to digest as i say right. it's a lot you have a lot of questions right. like what what has just happened you know why this happened you know is it is why is for the rest of my life like we we're not a doctors. We we never had this condition before, and right. doctors not willing to explain it from the very beginning. Right, and this is where like, the, and then once again back to the mental health, right? Right, right. Because what happens is if you don't have a, if you have a pre-existing condition and it's something that's genetic or something that you know where it's a history in your family. Suppose that that family member is deceased. You can't ask them what it was that they experienced or what it was that they went through because that's what we tend to do too. We say, well, who in the family had this? You know, so you know, you're looking around and like, who had this and why'd you give it to me? And then, you know, then you start asking them, well, well, what kind of symptoms did you have? And why didn't you mention anything? Or why did you say anything? And then we rely on that person to tell us what their experience was, but their experience may not be the same as ours. You know, I think about, you know, when, when I was a kid, we didn't have all these peanut allergies and all these other allergies we ate everything dirt drink dirty water we can, <laughs> all those right. things okay. right and i was like what is this gluten-free we, we'd never heard of anything like this right. that these, all of these different restrictions and dietary restrictions we ate whatever they bought out at the <laughs> restaurant we ate whatever our parents put on that plate and it wasn't that, oh, well, I don't think I want to eat this. I just want chicken nuggets with the french fries. I don't want to eat this and that. We didn't have all of these restrictions that we have now. And so it's just, it's amazing how, you know, we as a society have created this, this normalcy. We've created this environment of thinking that things have to happen quick and suddenly. What do they yeah. say? How many, how many days does it take to make a habit? Is 21 days to make a habit? 21 so just, days. 
Yeah, just like when you were talking about the young lady who was saying, oh, I'm going to give it 28 days. So you're really giving yourself a week on the program because it's going to take you 21 days to make that ha- make whatever it is that you're doing a habit anyway. Exactly. And this, this is what I'm saying. Like when you say like everything is available now, you know, I say is like we live at the moment in the day where I call it like every day is a Christmas day. Yes. <laughs> It's everything is available. It's nothing special. There is nothing, you know, that, oh, I'm going to have this for Christmas or this is my treat chocolates that I will have only for my birthday or or some stuff like that. Right. Right. Everything is always available 24 seven fruits, vegetables, whether they're in the season here, but they are in the season somewhere else, you know, and we have it, you know. Whether they are fully nutrient dense or not, that's another question, right? That's right. right. And you don't even have to go out and get it. They'll bring it to you. Exactly, right? (laughs) You know, and you say, like, we have a bananas in the middle of the winter. And it's like, hold on a minute. I don't have a palm tree in this country to begin with, right? Right. But we have bananas, right? So, but that's what I'm saying. It's like people have that no self-control. And they just, like, because it's just there, they just, you know, go in and get it. It. that's it so like i said there, there are there are just such a myriad of things that that we have taken into consideration before we even talk about starting a journey and just like you said that mindset is the first piece so let's just let's just make sure that we give people those little nuggets so those who are are taking avid notes about the wonderful things that we're talking about here that we just give them a little checklist of things that they can do if they're looking to start their wellness journey even if they have a pre-existing condition so we you know we'll start off with the mindset no you know make sure that you're in that proper mindset for for starting the journey okay and then we'll go on from there what's something else that they should uh be aware of so mindset is number one without mindset it it won't last long for sure you know we will you will last till 12 o'clock afternoon or max a week right right and then the food obviously it's a lot whatever come no processed food taking the right choices whatever as i say to simplify whatever comes in the box no simply no always read the label like you said, read the labels. Exactly. Read the labels. Sugar is a killer. Sugar is a killer. You know, and it, it's it's these days sugar been used in so many things where it doesn't need to be used. Right. You know, and it's in different names, sucrose and fructose yes. and things like yes. that. And if you're not familiar with those terms, go it's, and Google different names for sugar. So that yes. way you know exactly. what you're getting. Exactly. Because sometimes the label can, you know fool you could say like you know sugar zero but then you've got artificial sugars and you know and that's where is the hidden sugar basically the sugar that doesn't agree with you you know just because they are you know sucrose it's it's still sugar right Right. not everyone can digest that as well and sometimes you know can give a little bit dodgy bellies as well those those kind of you know alternative of the sugar sugar replacements right and other things i would say carbohydrates cut down all carbohydrates because the reason i know a lot of you know nutritionists and health coach uh, preaching that carbs are not a killer but in my view in my point of view is these days it kind of is and the reason I say that, because I give you simple 
example, right? Let's just talk about bread, right? The bread that we have today and the bread that we had 20 or 30 years ago, it's completely different. It's day and night. And the reason is that the ingredients that are so processed. Right, preservatives to keep it, to have a better, longer shelf life. Yeah. Yeah, so it makes like they, oh, every, there is nothing in there that you know is good left, basically. You know, unless you make your own bread, you know, you use right. your own, you know, ingredients, then you know exactly what's in there. Right. But when we buy these sort of things, and you know, the pastas, and you know, the rice, and everything, they just so much, you know, processed in it going on that that it be- became a killer. Where years ago, you know, a couple of decades ago, it didn't affect that way on our bodies because it was different. But right. these days, unfortunately, quality went down a hill. Yeah. But I think also what's good is that, um, you know, now we were talking about things being able to be delivered in and out of season. I mean, just like you go for for those chocolates and those uh, other sweet treats, why not try to, to see about the same thing for those fresh veg, fruits and vegetables? They have just many places that are now delivering fresh foods, organic foods from different parts of the country. So yeah. now we have that accessibility. Like you said, we don't have to live in that particular environment to be exposed to them. We can have those sent to us as well. You mm-hmm. know, but then we want to be careful and make sure that anything where you're talking about having to, um, you know, preserve something outside of its normal time, then that's where you have to be careful, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So these things just needs to be, you know, people watch it out. Right. And I think also a a wonderful thing to do, and this is a great segue, is if you're not certain, find a nutritionist or a dietitian, somebody who can help you because we don't know everything. We were all not raised to be nutritionists and dietitians and, and yeah. people who specialize in, in health and wellness. So that's why there are a plethora of people out there who, who do this for a living and who can you know help you and guide you and coach you and, and be an accountability partner for you so that that way, you know, where you need that help and that assistance, they can come in and, and walk with you through the process. So you're not having to do it alone. So with that, tell people how they can get in contact with you. Oh, amazing. So I have a website. If you want to, if anyone wants to go have a look, you know, around my website is www.ketogenics.wellness.com. Or if you want to email me directly, you could do that as well. It's a hello at ketogenics/wellness.com. And at the moment, I have a programs, and I've got the new program as a group program. It starts in second of June. So it's, if someone wants to hop on there, it's all information about all of my programs is on my website. So if anyone's interesting, feel free to peek around and reach out to me. Awesome. Okay. So that's www.ketogenic.wellness.com. 
dashwellness.com. Dashwellness, okay. And we'll definitely have that in the description for the show when it airs. So you'll be able to get in contact with Jatari, Jantari and uh, also find out about her programs that are going to be rolling out in the second week of June. So that is exciting. And, and probably by the time this show airs, you'll be able to go in and, and find out about those programs and sign up. So we're looking forward to that. And then they'll also be able to get in contact with you via email. And again, we'll have that information, uh, you know, regarding, uh, you know, well, we'll have the information listed when the show airs. So that is perfect. We want to make sure that people know how to get in contact with you and that they understand that, like I said, it's a mindset first and that it is never wrong to ask for help. You know, that's what platforms like these are created for. So that, that way we can pique your interest, let you know what's out there, let you know what's available to you, let you know some of the pitfalls that we see people going through as they're going through their wellness journey and that, this is not something that you have to do alone. And that when you have a pre-existing condition, it does not mean that it's a death sentence for you to ever be able to be well again. You just have to make those pivots and those adjustments. And there are people out there who are more than willing to reach back and to help you to achieve your personal wellness goals. So we thank you for that. We thank you for the information that you shared. Now, the one thing that I do with all of my guests before we close out the show is I ask, what are things that you are doing to live in this now, in this state of pandemic that we've been in for the last two and a half years? You know, a lot, not a lot of people, like we said, it's mindset. So what, do, what are the things that you do to relax or to, you know, live in this now, in this present moment? I think it's, well, uh, during the pandemic, you realize how you take everything for granted, right? Basically, it's literally kind of everything. So for me, like every single day, I, I live in the moment kind of sort of thing, you know, and I enjoy my exercise. I enjoy going to a park, going for a run. I will stop. I will take it in where there is the view, where there is the water, the canal I've got, where there is a swan swimming, you know, I will stop. I will take that in and I will start my day this kind of way, like, like that. And it just kind of, it gives me a lift. Yeah. So to my spiritually, like, you know, and my mood is helps me out. I could see that it's a beautiful place yeah. and it's kind of, it slows me down because I kind of like a hyper person. I'm constantly in the go and I do this yeah. and I do that. And this is kind of, for me, it's time me. Yes. So where I kind of slow down. I will take, I will absorb, I will take it in and yes. I will carry on with my day. Yes, they see, and that's awesome because that's what we do. We get there and we, we you know, launch out into the rat race and, and we begin doing everything and we don't stop to smell the roses. So yeah, we say it's slow down, people. <laughs> slow yeah. down and take it in. Take in the beauty that is around us because, yeah. you know, we, and we should be great. You know, we should express gratitude for that because it's not always that we're going to, to be in a state where, where we can appreciate those things. And like you said, we didn't appreciate the outside till we couldn't go. <laughs> until yes. we couldn't go outside, we didn't appreciate it. And then once we were able to go back outside, everybody was scrambling to get back outdoors again and, <laughs> and sitting in, in the park and, and breathing in the fresh air. You don't realize those things are gone until they're taken away from you. So I love that you say that. Stop and smell the roses, everyone. Okay. And so, you know, again, 
We want to make sure that as you're embarking on your wellness journey, as we're getting into these summer months, really start getting your mindset on what it is that you want to do. What is your why? Why are you seeking to do what it is that you're doing for your wellness? What is it that you hope to accomplish out of this? And then make sure that you take the time to connect with the right people so that you can begin your journey for success and not set yourself up for failure. Right? <laughs> okay, do we have any other parting words for our guests before we go? Um, no, just, you know, be mindful. You know, take, you know, each day as it comes. Don't less stress, the better, you know. And just stay open-minded. Open-minded. Okay, you heard it right here. And that will do it for this edition of the How Now podcast, where we talk about how to live in the now. Thanks again, Gentari, for being here with us. We wish you much success in all that you continue to do moving forward. And with that, I will see you all the next time. And until I see you then, I say peace. Thank <laughs> you.